0: I wrote a book inspired by this incredible woman who went through a lot. She experienced a lot in her lifetime. She survived a lot in her lifetime. And she overcame a lot in her lifetime and she taught me so much in the short time that I knew her. I call her friend and I call her sister. And I'm so thankful to know her. I unfortunately she <laughs> left the physical plane and is now an angel. And I believe she's with us each and every day. She inspired me to write a book called You Are Worth More Than a Cheeseburger. The title was her inspiration. It was in a conversation we were having. And so I'm calling this talk today, Worth More Than a Cheeseburger Motivation. See, life is about decisions and choices. Choice is in this moment I choose something. Everything is about choice. Whether you choose the pizza or the salad, whether you choose to take a walk or drive, whether you choose to buy the shirt or not buy the shirt, whether you choose to make the important phone call or not make the important phone call, a decision is deeper down in our cells, and it's fueled by our why. So from belief comes decision and then action. And those actions are oftentimes subconscious based on beliefs that we've been given. So the belief that I love cheeseburgers (laughs) is the truth. The challenge is that gluten is problematic to me. So now I have a choice. Do I eat my cheeseburger with a bun or without a bun? The action I take depends on my belief and my why. I might have a belief that I'm required to go to college I must prepare everything to get to college is my decision and the actions I take or I decide on a college, I determine the requirements, I do the things it takes to meet those requirements and I apply for college. I may have a belief that only MDs in the CDC and hospitals have the answers for health. Therefore, the decision I make is I must align myself with the nearest doctor and get a medical treatment or a surgery. So in the action decision, my gallbladder is bothering me, I must have it removed. Because that is what's said or recommended by the doctors and the hospitals. Or there's another belief that says that I have many options for my health and healing. The decision is I must educate myself on those options in order to make an informed decision. But the decision regarding my gallbladder might be that I determine the best course of action, natural or medical, and then take that course. But I explore all options first. We might receive a diagnosis, something challenging like cancer, ALS, lupus, or Lyme. Fundamental belief will tell you and dictate your course of action. Do you believe that you have no options or no control, nothing you can do? Then your course of action will be to take the direction of the person or persons that you talk to and blindly move into that action step. But you also could have a belief that you can develop that you are capable of doing anything, that nothing can beat you, and that the human body, which it does have, the incredible and amazing ability to heal. So your decision will be, I will do whatever it takes. I will say yes to all options, and I will change what needs changed The action is research, find practitioners, learn new skills and habits, watch and measure your progress and kick that diagnosis in the butt. There are some key components to taking this transformational path. Knowledge and education are absolutely critical, which means you need to listen to a lot of different voices and make decisions that resonate with you. You need to find people that you trust and that can give you lots of different perspectives and then become your own guru and make your own decision. You must be open and willing to listen to many different discussion points. Be resilient because some days are going to be easier than others. Some uh, some things you may have to do are tougher than others. You may have to decide, not do I have a bun on my cheeseburger But do I go to dinner at that restaurant and do I choose another path? Do I, in the face of my family members who think I'm crazy, do I stay on my own path because it's one I believe for myself is the best? And then you must put in the effort and in the end you must have belief. Dr. Bruce Lipton absolutely puts this brilliantly when he talks in The Biology of Belief about the power of belief. It's placebo or nocebo. Placebo is when they do the studies, say on an antidepressant, and they find that 48% of the people that are on the sugar pill have an improvement which exceeds the improvement of those that are on the medication. That's placebo. And nocebo are the cases that you read of a woman mistakenly diagnoses, diagnosed with a terminal illness and given six months to live who dies at six months and then in the autopsy they find she wasn't sick that she was misdiagnosed but she believed she was dying most choices are determined and taught for us by our parents family teachers and peers very seldom do we explore what we believe is right for us as an individual taking a path that deviates from it will require resilience because you will have people challenge that belief that is different from theirs you will have people who will sniff at you or turn their noses up at you or tell you you're crazy but the more you learn the more you understand and the more you know that you can do it the way that's right for you do it as an individual taking a path that deviates from it will require that resilience learning how to do it differently will take effort Being successful at it will take you knowing and adopting a strong sense of why. We inherently believe what we've been taught, often without question, and we structure our lives unconsciously based on given beliefs or acquired conversations. It's often that I think back on my own journey as I reflect, and I know that I was given the belief that MDs were the only way. However, my own spirit was nudging me to evaluate that. I am so glad I did. If I had not pursued a natural path, I don't know where I would be at today. I don't believe I would be talking to you today. Scientists and cell microbiologists, Dr. Bruce Lipton and others, have proven that these beliefs can alter our genetic expression. Our very DNA can be altered by what you believe and what you experience emotionally. Dr. Joe Dispenza is proving that by shifting this, the, your belief, you can heal your body. That gives you back the power. And that's based on your beliefs. So why? I mean, Why do you choose the shampoo that you do? Why do you eat the food that you do? Why do you live in the type of house that you do? Why do you drive the car that you do? Why do you go to the church that you do? Deep down, your spirit knows what's exactly right for you. From the food you eat, to the job you have, to the education you have, all of, and to where you live and the type of house you live in, are all programmed and given to you by well-meaning people. It's important that we evaluate those beliefs and understand what our individual spirit is saying is right for you and meet that spirit with what your desires are. This contemplation can take some time. It probably took me two years to filter through everything. And I often wonder something. Because I went to naturopathic school and I came out of my initial training and I, was, I had my cape on and my shirt with my big N on it. And I was going to help everybody be healthy using natural means. But I found people who didn't want it. I found people who liked their disease too much or the story that they told or their pain. So I, I wondered why would someone choose not to do the things that are needed for their health? And here are some experiences that I've got. Some people have a belief that they don't have the right to exist. Some of these individuals commit suicide. Others die slowly by being in jobs and relationships and houses and cities and lifestyles that they hate, but they don't know any different and they don't believe that they deserve anything different than they've got now. It often comes from people with little or no family connection. They often have abuse or neglect in their childhood. They were told by someone they admired or an authority position that they were worthless, that they were a mistake, that they didn't deserve anything, that they were not proud of them, that they were embarrassed by them, or they were the rebel, or they didn't, You know, they they embarrassed their parents or they bothered them or they made too much noise or the way that they dressed wasn't acceptable. All of these things kind of chip away at our belief in ourselves and our right to be here or it was stripped away from them in a relationship. So even if we, as adults, we get into these relationships and this person chips away at our belief in ourselves slowly but surely, to where you end up with very little or no self-worth and no belief that you have a right to fight for yourself. Your subconscious mind is very powerful. It drives decisions and behaviors without you even knowing it until you do know it. And it is like 90% of our thoughts and our behaviors are driven by our subconscious mind. The language you might hear for these individuals are, I don't care what happens to me. I hate my life. And my job, but I won't be able to get another one. Or My personal favorite is I'm going to die anyway. I might as well enjoy it while I can. Smoking my cigarettes and drinking my beer and eating my bad food. (laughs) It belies a deeper belief that they don't belong here. That they don't have a right to exist. And it is a development of the root chakra and happens in the first six months of life. And that is reinforced when the chakra matures approximately every seven years at age 7, 14, 21, 28, etc. If you think about yourself or others around you at age 14, that's when most kids lose their sense of self-esteem and self-worth. Middle school, 7th or 8th grade, reinforced by the messages and behaviors around them. And because they're in a school of others who are struggling with the same thing, they reinforce each other unless they have Adults or other kids around them who boost their sense of self-worth. Entity attachment. Yes, I said entity. These are dark energies, sometimes called demons, which have come into a person's energy field and is draining their energy. These are disembodied spirits. These are spirits who have not passed into heaven very likely to change, these these entities are very likely to change their behavior or create erratic behaviors. For some, it's believed to be the reason for disassociative personality disorders, uh, multiple personality disorders, bipolar, things along those lines. Certain situations and places may have more of these darker energies, bars, drug houses, apartment buildings, So individuals who are weakened already, by the way, you may get them from parents and or ancestors. So individuals who are weakened already often engage in drugs and alcohol and they can be open channels for more. And that keeps this person in an addictive pattern. And yes, because of the belief that we're not worthy, because of the emotions associated with trauma And things we've heard or things we've been told, it does change your DNA. It does change your biology and your chemistry. And guess what? Addiction becomes part of your chemistry. So when we say addiction is biochemical, it is. The reason why is very often emotional. And pleasure-seeking behaviors. So individuals who are seeking out pleasure because... They most often because they did not get reaffirming or reinforcing uh, uh, responses in life, especially in younger years and childhood, loneliness. I dealt with loneliness. I was never without people, but I was n- seldom with people who really fed my soul. I was seldom with people who were happy and joyful. And could help me to be happy and joyful when I wasn't on my own. I also filled up my environment with things because of that loneliness. They built a childhood or into adulthood that is not their own. It was built to please others. To please our parents. To please our family. To get others to approve of them. They build an adult life. That is not their own. And it is what is expected of them. They do it because it's expected of them. And have never challenged that belief. So how do we shift this? If you look across all of these potential reasons. They are all emotional and energetic. There's a great method. That I've developed. And it's a combination of a number of different methods. And I call it bioharmonic resonance. But it is bringing in sound. And words. And essential oils, and it works in the energy of our body and our spirit in our biofield, and it helps to clear these lower vibrations, the things that drive us to make decisions that are not our own. And as you go through the process of doing this and clear these emotional traumas and clear these negative energies. It's amazing how much easier it is to make a decision about do I eat a cheeseburger with a bun or without (laughs) something as simple as that or do I go to the bar and hang out with those people that fight a lot or do I stay at home and watch a great movie or take a walk in the woods. So you can make more decisions that benefit you and fewer decisions that hurt you. You have more control over your life which is an amazing feeling. It's an incredible feeling. So the work you can do in the meantime is take a look at the decisions you've made about your life and ask and try to to determine who gave you those beliefs. Who told you that it had to be that way? And does that really resonate with you? And if it does, fantastic, stay right where you're at. But if it doesn't, you have the power to shift it to change it, to make a different decision. It might take you a little bit of time. You're probably going to have to educate yourself. You're probably going to have to meet new people and do new things. And that circle you have now is is going to change. But it's okay because it's super cool. You're going to meet people who are going to lift you up and grow you and challenge you and help you to come into your own. And when you need to make that decision about do you eat McDonald's Or do you go to core life? It's going to be super easy because your person's going to call you and be like, Hey, let's meet at core life. Let's do that. Let's go have some awesome food and feed our bodies. Let's go for a walk after that. Let's not go to the bar. Let's go for a walk. And I'm not saying you can't go to the bar. I go every so often, have a drink, relax, no big deal. But it is not my escape and it is not my numbing. (laughs) Candidly, my escape is to go take a walk deep into the woods and listen to the birds and the, the frogs and the crickets crack me up. They're hilarious. And we have coyotes in our woods, and I love to listen to them chatter at night. And to hear the chipmunks <laughs> when they're throwing nuts down from the trees. It's just great. It's amazing, and I never enjoyed that before. I wanted the, the hustle and bustle and the speed and the flow and the food and the stuff and the friends and the bar and the partying and everything else, and uh, I was miserable, but I'm not anymore, but you got to find your why. So your homework is to explore your life, take the pieces of it, determine what is right for you, and set that as your decision, and then go to the next piece of it. Your homework is also to find people who build you and lift you up and encourage you to be who you're meant to be. And wherever you're at in the world, to find someone who can help you with your energy field and your trapped emotions. Because as much as I do for myself, I have people that I go to that help me to go to the next level. To help me find the thing that I can't see. And ask the question I didn't think of. Because <laughs> there's plenty of those. So find people that support you and lift you up. You are awesome. You are amazing. You are incredible. And your body can do anything. Absolutely anything. Believe it. Oh, and hop onto YouTube and type in the biology belief. And listen to Dr. Lipton's lectures. He has a 45 minute and a two hour one. Both are amazing. I think you're going to find it transformational. Let me know what you think. And let me know what you want to hear about. Bless you on your journey. Namaste. Come on, Maya. All right, come on. You ready to go get the ball? Go get it, Maya. (laughs) Isn't it great? I can stand out here in my front yard and I can play ball with my... Beautiful dog, Maya. Something I couldn't do years ago. And it really sucked. And I know it sucks for you too. You want to play. You want to get outside. You want to do things. You want to go places. But you can't because you feel like crap. And your body hurts. And you don't want to get out of bed. And you're, you're just exhausted. And you've had enough. Absolutely enough. So you got on the internet and you're like, hey, which food plan should I follow? Should I do paleo or should I do keto or vegetarian or carnivore? That's the latest one. (laughs) And you don't know which one to do. And you don't know which of the foods you're eating might be making you sick. And you don't know what else to do besides that. So you wander down the aisleways of the grocery store or the health food store aimlessly. I remember the first time I went to the health food store and I thought, this is like, this is a complete uh, unknown for me. I don't know what to buy. I don't know what's better for me and what's not better for me. I don't know what is going to help me get better. And boy, when I walked on the supplement aisles, I was like, well, there are 40 choices of digestive enzymes and there are 50 choices of probiotics. And I just don't know what to buy. So I buy the cheapest one or I buy the one with the label, the color stands out to me or whatever, however you buy those. But you're just guessing at that point in time. So you spend hundreds of dollars on stuff and you realize, I don't know that I feel any better and you think, wow, this really doesn't work. The reality is it does work, but it has to be targeted and specific for you. It has to match what your body wants. That's it. So how do you know what that is? Not everybody has access to a naturopath or a chiropractor who muscle tests, so you need to learn muscle testing on your own. So I've recorded a basic muscle testing video. Uh, It's a really quick 30 minutes, and you're going to have a lot of fun with it. It's going to let you ask your body all kinds of amazing questions, and when you're done with that, you're going to want to know the next questions that you can ask, because there's lots of those. So you go into the intermediate course, which is just $77. That's not much at all. You are going to waste more than that on supplements your first trip to the health food store. I promise you that. I had a cabinet full of supplements I ended up tossing in the trash because I didn't know at the time they weren't right for me. So just $77 and you get the intermediate course. And it is going to blow your mind all the cool things you can do to design your very own health program. It gives you a chance to have control and to know what you're doing. So hop over to defygravity.thinkific.com and take advantage of this amazing muscle testing course. It's super easy to do. It's not going to take you long to learn it. And it is going to be a lifetime's worth of help for you. Please send us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Hope to hear back from you soon happy muscle testing. Thank you for tuning in for the Defy Gravity podcast. We are thrilled to have you as part of our family. We're going to ask you to follow this podcast, to share it with your friends and family. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all the places. Come see us in person. We'll be doing masterminds and classes and online courses, bringing you education, empowerment, and freedom so you can spread your wings and defy gravity.